0: Hello and welcome back to Policy Matters, the podcast that examines the intersection of Agon and Transamerica's business strategy with public policy issues at the state, federal, and international levels. My name is Maurice Perkins, head of Aegon's Global Government and Policy Affairs team. In this episode, our teammate Chris Conrad interviews Dr. Terry Vaughn, a well-known insurance academic, advisor, and former regulator. Dr. Vaughn served as Iowa's insurance commissioner for 10 years from 1994 to 2005 and from 2009 to 2012, she served as the CEO of the National Association of Insurance Commissioners, where she led the NAIC's response to the financial crisis, both nationally and internationally. Dr. Vaughn is currently a professional director of the Emmett Vaughn Institute of Risk Management and Insurance at the University of Iowa, where the institute was named after her father. She also serves as a director of AIG, all Blue Cross and Blue Shield, West Bank, and the Food Bank of Iowa. As you probably know, the state of Iowa plays a significant role in insurance in the U.S., given its focus on education, regulation, and serves as the headquarters to more insurance companies than you might guess. We suspect Dr. Vaughn and the legacy of her father have a little to do with this. So we're privileged today to have Terry join us for this episode, and let's have a listen.
1: I'm Chris Conrad, I work in government and policy affairs, and I will be your host for today's Policy Matters podcast. My guest is Dr. Terry Vaughn. She is currently the professional director of the Emmett J. Vaughn Institute for Risk Management and Insurance at the University of Iowa. She also serves as a director for AIG for Risk Analytics, Wellmark, Blue Cross and Blue Shield, West Bank, and the Food Bank of Iowa. She's a seasoned educator, corporate director, and internationally recognized expert in insurance regulation. Dr. Vaughn has split her career between insurance regulation and risk management and insurance education. She served as Iowa Insurance Commissioner for over 10 years and was appointed by governors of both major parties. From 2009 to 2012, she was the CEO of the NEIC, where she led the NEIC's response to the financial crisis, both nationally and internationally. Between stints and regulation, she was a chaired professor of insurance and actuarial science and dean of the College of Business and Public Administration at Drake University. Dr. Vaughn earned her Ph.D. in risk and insurance at the University of Pennsylvania and a BBA in insurance and economics at the University of Iowa. So hi, Terry. Thanks so much for joining us on Policy Matters today. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to speak with us.
2: Chris, I'm delighted to do it. Thank you.
1: Great. So let's dive right in. We decided a good topic for our conversation would be insurance in Iowa. So clearly, insurance is a major industry in Iowa. So give us some uh, historical perspective. What are some of the historical factors that explain Iowa's success?
2: Insurance is a major industry in Iowa. And I I don't know how widely it's known, but but something like 11% of the GDP of the state is due to the insurance industry, which is just phenomenal. Uh, and it's really an interesting question. Why is it that we have that? How did we get here? I'm sure some of it goes back to the long history where we just had a number of companies locate here, form in Iowa early on. And as near as I can tell, that was largely due to our location just west of the Mississippi River. Uh, and you know, the, the East Coast companies, post-Civil War in the kind of late 1800s, the East Coast companies just weren't really trusted by people in the uh, Midwest here. And I'm not completely sure that they understood the risk environment and the culture. So anyway, insurance companies started to form and that certainly helped in the long run. But a big push came in the 1980s when Governor Branstad was dealing with the ag crisis, the farm crisis, and it was devastating to the state. And so he put together a bunch of people to decide what were they going to do. And they said, you know, what, we ought to focus on our strengths. And they picked four sectors to really dive into and make a priority. And insurance was one of those. So the governor hired a director of insurance development, first guy Don Doudna, and uh, put him on the road to sell the industry. Uh, He also went out all over selling the industry. And then they made a series of legislative changes that would make Iowa more attractive. And the first was in 1988 when they eliminated the premium tax on annuities. And because of the premium tax system, because of the retaliatory nature of premium taxes, there's an advantage to being the lowest premium tax. And so that made it very attractive. Uh, to grow your annuity business here in Iowa. And that is part of the reason for the predominance of annuity carriers in the state. We are a a very, very significant uh, annuity center. But that continued, really starting, as I said, in the mid-1980s. And up until today, that beginning in the 80s led to the creation of a very vibrant public-private partnership with the state focused on the insurance industry, with the Greater Des Moines Partnerships and the Chambers of Commerce around the state, uh, in the industry, all working together to create an environment that is good for insurance companies um, and for the insurance business. That's one of the things that really excites me about this state. And I see it more in Des Moines than anywhere else because that's where I live. But they've worked hard not just on The regulatory environment and the legal environment, and having uh, an educational system that supports the industry, but just having a place where people want to live and work. So Des Moines has become a super place for young people. It's just I have a twenty-five-year-old son who's moving back to Des Moines in July because he had a taste of it during COVID when he moved back and he lived in COVID and still found found it a fabulous city. So it's um, it's really Everyone working together to make to make it a good
1: good place for the industry. Great, thanks. So you mentioned uh, the regulatory environment. So what role do regulators play in Iowa's insurance ecosystem?
2: The insurance commissioner is very involved in a lot of in everything to do um, with Iowa and spends a lot of time. Iowa's commissioner as you mentioned, from 94 to 2004, and spent a lot of time listening to companies, listening to industry, making sure that I understood what was happening in the market and how we could create a system that best protected consumers while maintaining a very stable, healthy marketplace. A lot of it is our culture, that people work together well. The industry, because it's such an important part of the state, they're very conscious of their reputation. And so they are good public citizens. The industry is a good corporate citizens. And so that, when when the industry wants to do the right thing, that makes the job of being a regulator much easier. But the other thing is that the policymakers in Iowa, because the industry is so important, people in the legislature, the governor, the CEOs of other companies, other industries, they understand insurance more than Legislatures in other states, and so that makes it easier. And you know, I often watched in other states where legislatures would do something or the commissioner would do something, and I'd think, "Boy, where'd that idea come from?" You know, it just just they're not all as you know, insurance is state regulated, and so states do different things, and and sometimes they try things that I certainly wouldn't try. But we didn't see that in Iowa, and uh, so it. It just was a very kind of nonpartisan. The history of regulation in Iowa is nonpartisan, professional, accessible, do the right thing. Uh, and that's one of the things that I think contributes to a healthy market and a healthy environment for the companies. No, I wanted to mention the NEIC because that professionalism in regulation in Iowa has led to uh, iowa commissioners serving a much larger role at the national association of insurance commissioners than one might otherwise expect and so many of our commissioners have been presidents of the neic over the years and even those who haven't been presidents have been chairs of significant committees on an iowa chair i was of the life insurance committee off and on so i've been around the neic it's been over half of the years have been shared by Iowa Insurance Commissioners. So we have a, a significant impact too on national regulation through the development of the model laws and policies that come out of the NAIC.
1: And you also mentioned the educational system and, and how does Iowa's educational system contribute to the industry's success?
2: Well, when you get this kind of a significant ecosystem, you know, the industry is 11% of the GDP. The educational institutions want to be a part of that. They want to support that. And students who are looking for jobs know that's a place where they can go for jobs. So all of the schools in this state contribute to the industry. there are some that I will call out. One, I have to take this chance to call out the Emmett Vaughn Institute, which I'm working for right now. And the Emmett Vaughn Institute was named after my father, who was a 40 plus year professor at the University of Iowa, um, created the risk management and insurance program, which then kind of went away, but has been resurrected uh, since his passing. And uh, it's very exciting because they have currently a certificate of insurance that students with majors in business analytics or finance or actual science or marketing can get a certificate. So they come into this industry with some very strong skills in a particular area that they want to work in. And as you know, the industry needs all of these areas. But they also come in with some understanding of the insurance industry, its economics, how it operates, how it thinks about things. And that's, um, I think that's very exciting. The other thing is our, our actuarial science programs in the state. Drake and the University of Iowa were among the very first uh, actuarial science programs recognized as centers of actuarial excellence. Uh, I know Iowa State is building a program, which I, is, a, is a fine program. Um, I've heard Simpson has a program, don't know as much about, but that there's a lot of actuarial science talent. I heard a statistic at one point that Des Moines has the highest concentration per capita of actuaries in the country, probably the world. So we got a lot of actuaries, um, much of that is due to the educational program. And even looking forward at Iowa, uh, and I'm sure this is going on at other schools, we talk about how can we support the industry? What does the industry need in the future? And how can we build that pipeline of talent? And one of the things we hear about a lot is business analytics. So we've, you know, University of Iowa's created a, a business analytics program. Other schools, similarly, data analytics, business analytics. And we're working at Iowa to increase the number of business analytics students that are getting the certificate of insurance so we can have those top talents. So they're, they play an important role and will continue to play an important role in
1: the future. Uh, definitely. So what are some of the things that Iowa leaders are doing to promote the future success of the insurance industry?
2: And this is another one of the reasons it's so much fun to be in Iowa. Years ago, you know, when you talk about what is it that the industry needs. And so during the tenure of Nick Gerhardt, which I'm going to guess was seven, eight years ago, there's a lot of talk about innovation, insure techs, startups, our companies, we're going to have to, you know, start being innovative more. I mean, they've always been innovative to some extent, but it's on steroids now. And so we, we need to up our game. Nick was helpful in working with a number of others, to create the Global Insurance Accelerator, which was the first ever insurance focused accelerator in the world. So this is just another example of Iowans getting together and saying, we better do something here to make sure that we stay uh, significant with respect to the insurance industry. And the Global Insurance Accelerator has had a fabulous run, is still going, bringing in companies that work with our domestic companies. Our domestic companies partner with them, act as mentors to help vet their ideas, to kind of see what's coming down the pike and how they should be thinking about their own business practices. It's really helped to, I think, embed kind of a culture of innovation in our industry. And it's also branded us as a center where innovation occurs. BrokerTech Ventures, Holmes Murphy then started BrokerTech Ventures which is a broker-focused accelerator. Um, And we have a stream of startups that come through Des Moines every year to demonstrate what they're doing. Uh, So so that's very exciting. And then the Global Insurance Symposium kind of partnered with that, a big symposium. People come from mostly the U.S., but internationally. And one of the highlights of that program uh, is the graduation sort of, I call it graduation ceremony, of the, the insure techs, where after they've gone through their 100-day program, they make their pitch to the audience at the Global Insurance Symposium. And and so that's a lot of fun. But I think that that's just one example. So they said, we need technology, we need some innovation, we need to be thinking about this for the industry. And people jumped together and did it. Another one that I'm, I'm working on right now, very excited about Michael Gold, who is the manager of insurance development for the IEDA, Iowa Economic Development Authority, Uh, Michael talked to companies and he kept hearing about, we need more talent, we need more talent. So he came up with this idea of an early stage internship program. And the idea is that companies would sign on and agree to to host uh, one to five to however many you want to take interns between their sophomore and junior year ideally a rotational experience so they can experience accounting finance marketing underwriting claims and allow them to see how exciting this industry is how much just it has an external perception of being dull we all know that Um, but we also know those of us who work in it that it's fascinating that the challenges are really interesting. So we're thinking if you give students a taste of that between their sophomore and junior year, they go back to campus and they have two years to kind of educate themselves for a career in the industry, but also to tell their friends and to tell the story. And so this is as much about building that, um, that you know, kind of spreading the word back on campus to generate the interest in the industry. And we, Michael has been out talking to companies. He's got 25 companies signed up right at this point, and he's gonna have somewhere between 55 and 60 interns uh, in the summer of 23. So it's very exciting. There's been a very positive response to this. Companies are just very excited to to be a part of it. And it's another example of people seeing a problem coming together with ideas to solve it, and everybody's jumping in. So it's just a lot of fun.
1: Oh, that's great, that's very exciting. So what are some of the major challenges for Iowa's position in insurance?
2: I think we have more strengths than challenges, uh, to be honest. I mean, I think, I think with everyone working together, as I've already described, I think we're in a very good position for the future. But the industry generally has challenges. And I think one of them goes back to this technology, insure tech, new competitors, business that, that I talked about. The relationship, if you look at the impact that data and technology are having on everything, everything, it's bound to have an impact on the industry, and it already is. The insurance industry has always been very data intensive, and that's because... It needs to understand risk. And the more data you have, the better it understands risk. And it has historically been partners in risk management with its customers. So, you know, in the property casualty area, it does loss control audits and uh, says you got to fix this and fix that. and And then it creates incentives for healthy behaviors through discounts or surcharges on premiums for pricing, for pricing. So it does things to try to motivate behaviors. And this happens even, you know, in the life and annuity area, where you have things that motivate people to save long term, and surrender charges and so forth. And and that, that does a lot for just the whole economy, not just for the individual insurance. But the, the point is that The industry plays a role societally in managing risk uh, and in, in promoting healthy culture of risk management. And that process of managing risk is going to evolve as we get more data, more technology, more tools. Our understanding of risk is going to change. And companies are going to try new innovations to help their consumers. And some companies are going to win and some companies are going to lose. And so I think being focused on where this is headed, we need to continue to make sure that our industry stays, maybe not first out, but very much a fast follower in terms of keeping up with what it is that consumers want and need. Our industry in Iowa is heavily life and annuity. That's a lot of Transamerica is a good example, Principal Financial Group, but but many others. We have a lot of national life and annuity companies. And the life industry, if I were in the life industry, I'd be worrying about tax uh, issues long-term. You know, the federal budget deficit is, at some point, they're going to have to start paying attention to it. There's going to be more talk about tax reform. And every time there is, they talk about the life insurance industry and how the inside buildup is treated. The other thing that I worry about a little bit is in the regulatory arena, there's an increasing tendency since the financial crisis to try to come up with international global policies. And those are not great. Uh, Some of what they're doing in terms of regulatory capital and accounting is not great for the life insurance industry, for the industry's ability to serve its role of providing long-term investment and promoting financial stability. So I worry about that. But generally, I would say that those are things that the entire industry has to worry about and not specific to Iowa. Great.
1: Right. So, final question. So, look out five to 10 years into the future. In your opinion, what does the future of insurance in Iowa look like?
2: First, the way companies operate is going to change. Everything that I said about data and technology and being more connected to consumers and being more intimately connected in their process of managing risk, I think that is. Uh, that that is something we're going to see, but the other thing we're going to see in insurance, as we will see in other industries, is the use of technology to eliminate a lot of the activities that just don't require a lot of human thinking, and uh, those those will be automated, and the demand for talent is going to be for people with higher level skills. But we're going to need people who can really think creatively, could problem solve well have great emotional intelligence for when they're working with other people. These are the kinds of skills, I think, that, that are going to be very valuable in the future. And, and that's something where Iowa's education system can certainly play a big a part uh, in that. One of the areas that companies are very focused on right now is building a seamless relationship with the customer. People talk about an Amazon-type experience. And so you're you're going to see a lot of focus on the technology to build out that kind of seamless experience whether it's applying for insurance getting automated underwriting you know a very you know no touch process for getting your check when you're filing a claim those kinds of things so i see the industry as having much much deeper deeper technology and a continued increase in the average level of expertise at the companies and marrying that technology-related understanding of risk with a deep connection with their consumers. That's, I guess I could close with, the, that, that takes us back to the educational system because the educational system can help build that human capital that the industry is going to need for the future.
1: So just to close it out, Dr. Vaughn, I want to thank you again for taking time to speak with us. I've always found your comments to be very insightful. So it's been a pleasure, and uh, I wish you continued success with the Risk Management and Insurance Institute at the University of Iowa. Thanks again.
0: Transamerica Resources Incorporated is an Aegon company that affiliated with various companies would include but are not limited to insurance companies and broker-dealers. Transamerica Resources, Inc. does not offer insurance products or securities. The information provided is for educational purposes only, should not be considered as insurance, securities, or risk tax, investment, legal, medical, or financial advice or guidance. Please consult your personal independent professionals for answers to your specific questions.